Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Monday, April 24th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey's emergency rules do more than restrict gender-affirming care for minors. They also apply to transgender adults. This rule coming out of the Attorney General's office in Missouri is unlike anything we've seen before, particularly in that it does include adults. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on how the regulations are stoking alarm among LGBTQ communities. Closing arguments are expected to begin today in the federal bribery trial of four former Commonwealth Edison executives and lobbyists in Illinois. Dave McKinney reports. For nearly six weeks, jurors have heard federal prosecutors and defense lawyers argue about what constitutes a bribe in Springfield. Four former Commonwealth Edison executives and lobbyists are standing trial for allegedly conspiring to bribe former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan to boost the company's legislative fortunes. Jurors could start deliberations as early as Tuesday. Prosecutors have played nearly 150 audio and video recordings and relied on testimony from a government mole who was a former senior executive at ComEd. The defense has argued no bribes were paid to Madigan, and there's nothing illegal about fulfilling job requests from public officials. This is Dave McKinney. St. Louis technology leaders are launching a first-ever Tech Week today to highlight the local industry. Organizers anticipate as many as 5,000 people will attend more than 40 panels, demonstrations, tours, and other events throughout the region. Bob Olwig leads Global Partner Alliances for Worldwide Technology. He says it's a prime opportunity for those in the local tech industry and greater St. Louis community to share ideas and experiences. There's a little bit of, we just don't know what we have in St. Louis, and Tech Week's going to be a great opportunity to shine a light on um, some technology, digital transformation, and innovation. Ulwig says the region has many sectors primed to benefit from technology advancements, but adds there needs to be more visibility of the industry for that to happen. A Belleville Broadcasting Company is still looking for volunteers who can work from home after recent storms severely damaged offices and a radio tower. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports. Mind's Eye converts print or text into audio so people can listen to newspapers, magazines, or advertising. President and CEO Jason Frazier says their tower in Belleville nearly snapped in half when tornadoes swept through the region. Yeah, is a tower in a building going to make some things difficult, but it doesn't make things impossible. So we will find a way to keep it going. Because the facility is so damaged, staff and volunteers have been unable to work there. In the meantime, Fraser says he'll need some extra volunteers and community donations to help. Mind's Eye's main radio station is based in South St. Louis County and was not damaged during the storms. In Belleville, I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. Ferguson Florissant students have spent time learning in the dirt. They planted a regenerative community garden last week. The project was a collaboration among the school district, Custom Foodscaping, the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History, and Project Lab St. Louis. Project Lab school liaison Valerie Logan hopes the initiative will start conversations. We live in North County where, like, if people were considered a food desert, right? What does that mean? Um, and how does that correlate with the things that we're growing here in it? and what we can do as gardeners, as researchers and scientists to help combat an issue that's right here where we live at? 
Logan and the students are partnering with a community garden in D.C. They will compare research on pollinators who are visiting what they planted. The professional theater company in Rolla is receiving a $1.3 million grant from the state to renovate its downtown building. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on the effort to bring more arts collaboration to the rural community. Ozark Actors Theater will use the money to renovate its recently acquired downtown location to improve rehearsal space and costume and scenery shops. Managing Director Suzanne Witham says they also hope to create a space to expand into other art forms outside of theater. But we could also have, um, you know, a staged reading there. We could have an art show there. We could do something with RTIs, Culinary Institute, and match snacks with the stories that are being told. The award was part of the Department of Economic Development's $30 million in grants to develop tourism projects. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Friends of a longtime St. Louis musician say the guitarist died in a weekend fire. Tom Hall played in St. Louis area bars for years. Police have not officially identified the victim of Saturday's fire in a Sular department. The St. Louis Blues Society calls Hall one of the most revered musicians in the city. In a social media post, the organization says he will be greatly missed. The Post-Dispatch reports Hall started performing in St. Louis with the Geyer Street Sheiks in the 1970s. Missouri Republicans have spent weeks seeking to bar minors from receiving gender-affirming care, but Attorney General Andrew Bailey has drastically changed course. His emergency rules include adults and could place barriers for them to access therapies and surgeries. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports the rules are creating alarm among LGBTQ communities. If you've tuned in at all to the Missouri legislature about whether to ban what's known as gender-affirming care for minors, you probably heard this type of statement from Republicans like Senator Bill Eigel. We will be the protectors of our children and that which is right and morally just in our society. Missouri Republicans were following the lead of other GOP-leaning states by trying to curtail minors from accessing treatments like puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and gender transition surgery. It was already a highly emotional debate, with Democratic detractors contending Republicans were using a vulnerable community to score political points. But then, Attorney General Andrew Bailey dropped a bombshell. His emergency rules that restrict gender-affirming care not only affected transgender kids, but also transgender adults. These are intended to protect all patients and make sure that all patients have access to mental health services. Bailey's guidelines sent shockwaves throughout the state's LGBTQ community. Among other things, they bar providers from treating transgender minors or adults unless they have at least 15 hours of therapy sessions, a screening for autism, and making sure their mental health issues are, quote, treated and resolved. Well, I'm proud that this is an innovative approach to protecting the health care of patients and making sure that mental health patients have informed consent and have all the information necessary to make good decisions. This rule coming out of the attorney general's office in Missouri is unlike anything we've seen before, particularly in that it does include adults. That's Brandon Hill. He's the acting CEO of Vivant Health, a Milwaukee-based company that primarily treats LGBTQ people of color, including in Missouri. 
Although Bailey's rules exempt Missourians who are already getting gender-affirming care, Hill believes the guidelines are obstructive enough to keep treatments from all transgender Missourians. People who have been receiving, adults who have been receiving uh, gender-affirming care for, for years, this could lead to the discontinuation of that care if, if uh, the healthcare providers are not able to uh, meet all these new requirements. Uh, that are both antiquated and not based in science at all. The rules are slated to go into effect later this week, unless they're frozen by a likely lawsuit. But there are some signs that the guidelines may be too much for some Republicans. During an episode of Politically Speaking, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft emphasized that he's strongly in favor of banning gender-affirming care for minors, but he's not comfortable restricting it for adults. I don't think anyone should do this personally. But I don't think it's government's role to tell adults, generally speaking, how they spend their own money. Bailey dismissed Ashcroft's criticism and added he expects his rules will be able to withstand legal challenges. I am standing up to make sure that patients have the information they need to make informed health care decisions. While Bailey's restrictions may have come as a surprise to passive observers, they aren't a shock to Renee Friel's whose daughter, Chelsea, is transgender. A lot of people thought this would just apply to kids. And our daughter would say, no, I think this is going to apply to all adults. Chelsea Friels testified earlier this year before legislative committees against a gender-affirming care ban for minors. The 17-year-old Clayton High School student says she felt much happier after she transitioned and started receiving care. She sardonically replied like this whenever a GOP lawmaker suggested she needed protection. Protect me from what? I mean, I, oh, what? Oh no, the kid is getting better grades. Oh no, the scary transgender has friends. What are they going to do? Smile? Go outside? Ooh, how evil. She says that the goal of Bailey's rules isn't about informing her, but erasing her. First of all, I, I do I want to exist, uh, just if, in case that wasn't clear. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the goal is to erase trans people and score as much political capital while you can. It's too early to tell if Bailey's rules are politically advantageous. But Chelsea Friels isn't staying around to find out. She's going to college soon, and she's crossed off Missouri schools from her list. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Ashley Listenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.